pledge allegiance to the band. It may perhaps discourage you, unless of your kidney, or infected with this vicious virus, that you'll be ordered to pay a fine of 75 pounds. I'll pay now, if you don't Just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder. These guys would have it. Welcome to Movies That Rock, a rock and roll journey through cinema. I'm your host, Josh Fitzgerald, and coming in from Yellowknife, Northwest Territories up in Canada, we have my friend and name that tune partner, <laughs> John Mudford. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm assuming I'm your most northern guest that you've had on your show. So as of so far, yeah, I mean, I could have something more northern in the future, but as of right now, yes, you are. Santa might guest star someday. Maybe one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we are, we are all freezing right now. Yes, and, absolutely. Yeah. Me more so than you, but you have a lot of snow today, you said? Yeah, we have we have probably close to four feet of snow, yeah. I would say. It just hasn't, it, like the past three days, it just hasn't stopped. It hasn't been like blizzard level, but it's been like a consistent, steady snowfall. Right. You might find this hard to believe, but we don't actually get a lot of blizzards here. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's super cold and we get snow that stays for eight months or whatever, mm -hmm. but uh, we don't get a lot of snow once it gets to these temperatures and oh, wow. we okay. don't get a lot of wind where I live. So I, I actually miss blizzards because I didn't grow up <laughs> here. I grew up in Newfoundland and yeah, the blizzards right. could be quite bad there. Yeah, I, so I've heard my my aunt actually lived, um, my aunt and uncle lived in Newfoundland for maybe 10 years, I think in the early 2000s. And because oh, for, for, my, for my uncle's job, yeah, he he, um, he used to work for Hess, the oil company. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he used to do stuff. Um, he, well, he, they used to station them there. They were for about 10 years and she's Puerto Rican. <laughs> that was very much a culture shock for her going yeah. way up north. <laughs> Did she end up enjoying her time there? She loved it. Yeah, she really okay. loved it. I, I never, sadly, never got a chance to go up and visit her up there. But um, but yeah, yeah, she had nothing but good things to say about it. So Oh, awesome. You'll have to go someday. Yeah, I definitely plan to. There's a lot of Canada that I have not seen yet. Yeah. And that's that's high on the list, actually. Oh, so, great, great. Yeah, I want to see, and, and, and like the western part of Canada, too. I've seen a bit of, the, obviously, the east part, but. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's such a big country, right? I mean, even yeah. most Canadians haven't seen a whole lot of their country. So they're not, sure. yeah, <laughs> and you're more Canadian than most people. <laughs> I feel like I'm, as far as like the line of latitude, I feel like I'm north of many Canadians line of latitude. You know, I'm like sure if you look at, if you look at the yeah. way the countries dip, I think mm -hmm. Canada sags a little bit lower than Buffalo. And yeah, and you pick up on Canadian references and all the names. Swiss chalet. Yeah, how the hell does he know that? Yeah. Right, right. Well, it's funny because I've been, I've actually been to the Canadian capital, to Ottawa, multiple, multiple times, but I've never been to right. Washington D.C. Really? So it's just, yeah, I've never been to my own capital, so it's yeah. kind of. I think that says a lot. It speaks well. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty close to you there, I guess. Right. Ottawa. Let's see. I, I did my first year of college was up by like. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. I'm sure you don't know New York very much at all, but Watertown, which is like north of the Adirondack Mountains are like at the tippy top of New York State, if you look at the way it's okay. shaped. And, um, and so it's maybe like two and a half hours from Ottawa. <clears throat> so when I was in college, I went there a couple of times just to hang out and visit. And it's, a, it's my favorite city in Canada so far. I, I just love 
loved it there. I so love Ottawa awesome. as well. And uh, at one point we considered living there, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I was a teacher at the time and I'm not bilingual and to be, mm. you kind of need to be bilingual in Ottawa to find teaching work. I kind of got the, that impression when I was there. Yeah, that it was a lot of a lot of French going on. But yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was good. I, I miss it. I miss crossing the border. I've been going yeah. on walks. Like when the weather was better, I was going for walks, like right on, literally on the border, and like looking over the fence and being, you know, hey, let me in. <laughs> over the wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that Canada paid for, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, we're here to talk about a movie that um, I have surprisingly never seen before um, because I'm, I'm a fan of the artists that we're going to kind of talk about Weird Al Yankovic and the movie's UHF. Before I get into the movie, but usually I like to talk a little bit about the artist, the focus artist, in this right. case would be Weird Al, just to kind of see like what people's backgrounds are with this artist and what their favorite songs are, favorite albums, etc. So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll um, give you the floor. How did you get introduced to Weird Al? What, what's your background with Weird Al Yankovic? Uh, in the 80s, I was, uh, and still am a nerd. I don't think I embraced being a nerd until <laughs> later than the 80s. <laughs> but uh, I mean, what Geek Chic was work? not a thing back in the 80s, I don't think. No, it absolutely <laughs> wasn't. And, uh, and I'll comment on that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. When I look at who Weird Al was in that movie mm -hmm. compared to who he is now. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, so yeah, my three <laughs> geeky, nerdy, Idols, of course, in the 80s were Weird Al, Pee Wee Herman, and uh, Ernest. I don't know if you remember. Oh, Ernest. absolutely. Yeah, and Herman was all... one of that group that I didn't really get into, but it was because Pee Wee Herman was the, was the right, only okay. one that I didn't get into. And I think it was because my parents didn't let me watch him. Oh, so, no, really? <laughs> they loved Ernest, they loved Weird Al, but Pee Wee Herman, for some reason, was too salacious. Just a bit too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe they had a premonition of what was going to happen. With that, that could be. <laughs> something in the name perhaps right <laughs> yeah yeah and I mean they're not really alike all three of them they're they but they're all sort of kid-like in their own way and sort of um slapsticky in their own yeah. way so you know every kid likes that kind of stuff but I mean Ernest wasn't doing parodies like Weird Al was and Pee Wee Herman was just he was like the the Bjork of the three you know right? <laughs> okay yeah that's a good way of putting it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but I mean my, I guess my first exposure was like many people is when he uh parodied and, uh, and Weird Al was the Tori Amos of the three <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I think he was uh it must have been I'm gonna say Eat It was probably my first exposure to him and I know he had a few things before that but I guess that's when he got big so I probably would have learned about them the same time most people would have. Yeah. Um, and then of course that followed up with uh, like a surgeon. And so, uh, yeah, those are just great parodies, right? Oh yeah. So I love those. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. And how about you? When did you get into them? Um, I was, I was little, I was probably like eight, nine years old. Um, but both of my brothers, cause I'm, I'm in the middle. Um, my older brother kind of introduced me to him first. And then my little brother got into him more than I did because I was a little, at that age, I was kind of getting a little too cool for school. Yeah. You know, like, oh, parody. I don't, you know. Right. My music snobbery hit me at, at a very precocious age, unfortunately. I'm sorry to say. But, um, <laughs> but, I, but I ended up, because I heard so much of it, I ended mm -hmm. up not only warming up to it, but, I, but 
really kind of preferring a lot of his versions of a lot of those songs and the originals just because it's they were around and yeah. you know when I got to know I got to be intimately familiar with them and um did you know of his stuff before eat it like I love Rocky um, Road <clears throat> not oh, not until his behind the music episode. <laughs> ah, okay. That was kind and of I, like when the world opened for me. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I can appreciate them for what they were, those, but uh, yeah. at the time, uh, he was sort of putting on his own, or he wasn't putting on the voice. He was doing just his own sort of weird, let's voice with it. And I, mm. I don't think he was trying to get the music to sound as similar as yeah. he ended up doing later. And so yeah. it just feels rougher to me than what he became. For um, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it, like you kind of, you know, we're saying like no real intention of, of making this such a long-term thing, you know? <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, in preparation for the show today, I, mm -hmm. uh, I've got the UHF, the 25, 25th anniversary. Oh, nice. Uh, it, it's from, the, from our library where I work. They have a Comic-Con interview with him there. And uh, he talks about when he signed his first record deal, it was for 10 albums. And he sort of mm -hmm. signed it and laughed at it, thinking I'll never have 10 <laughs> albums. But uh, anyway, he certainly has had 10. Yeah. And, uh, and 30, so. almost 40 years now under yeah. his belt. It's amazing. And more successful uh, a career than many of the people who- Yeah, yeah, you know, 100%. And, uh, I mean, you know, certainly had a longer- career than say coolio and you know. right. <laughs> i mean even to an extent even like michael jackson in some ways you know like he's kind michael of out jackson, nirvana all of yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's true yeah so that that's kind of where it um where it started for me and i and i bought a vinyl copy of dare to be stupid <laughs> um right. when i was little I, I think i was like 10 I, I i got it and um then he ended up being my first concert ever it was my, and I, you said that on the, uh, is it the EFTT podcast? Is, am I saying that right? Yes. E-E-T-F. I'm so sorry, Patrick, e if we're messing yeah, up right. the podcast name. So you said it was your first concert, and it was the first concert that I had taken my kids to as well. But it was interesting to me because the way you described the concert was very much the concert that we went to with my kids. Mm the way it was set up. And I wonder if this is the way his concerts always go. When did you go to see him in concert? It would have been 1996. Wow. I think it was 96 I saw him. And I saw him again in 99. And so both times was he doing- the Both times it was very, they followed a lot of the same beats. I know at 99, <clears throat> he added a couple more like of the newer songs from his new album that just came out. But right. a lot of the same shtick was in there. Right. And I mean, I have nothing. I thought the format of the concert was brilliantly entertaining. Mm -hmm. and it, yeah. There was no lulls in between for him to go change into cautions because you had the screens in the background showing all the clips of uh, wherever he's appeared in pop <laughs> culture, right? And yeah. I mean, because he has such a long career, he obviously had more and a bigger variety of clips to show than you would have seen in the 90s, right? Right, for sure. So, you know, we were entertained from the moment that concert started all the way to the end mm -hmm. it was yeah, and it, it, it was, was fast it felt like it was like a half hour it was a two hour concert and it just went so quickly you know because yeah. there was so much going it, the pace never slowed down it was super fun right it, and and not to reference another podcast again too much but, <laughs> it's okay um, promote away it, it's all good <laughs> that's right 
but uh, in another one of those podcasts from Patrick's show, um, Mike Drew mentioned going to see King's X, and he said mm. it felt like one of the better concerts he's been to because it was all such a family of like fans that were there compared to other concerts you would go to. And I, I've been to decent number of concerts and I would say that about Weird Al everybody was there to see Weird Al and they all felt sort of this nerdy kinship to Weird Al you know people came in foil hats and stuff (laughs) after the mandatory um fun album and uh every in Hawaiian shirts you know people were into this Mm -hmm. and everybody was just there to have a good time you know and it's it's cool how kind of not only cross-generationally is but like kind of cross scene that he is because I had a couple friends who were like really heavily into the punk scene in high school (laughs) they surprised me one time um, in high school they're like yeah we're gonna go see that Weird Al concert at the fair this year I was like weird really that doesn't seem (laughs) and then then, and yeah and then they came back the next day and they're like it was amazing we were crying when he walked up to us (laughs) I couldn't believe it I'm like wow he really appeals to everybody it's it's really well I would say yes and no to that Uh, we did look around at one point thinking this is the widest audience I've. That's tr- that's fair. I've, yeah, <laughs> I've that's, been in for a concert, and I and fair. I've seen bands that I would say probably have a wider fan base, have a wider fan base, but mm-hmm. you wouldn't guess it from the weird. That's one hundred percent true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and I mean, I'm sure there are people of color that enjoy Weird Al too, but they were not sure. in this concert. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I yeah I can't recall any any people of color any of this but I, I was so little I wasn't really you know that was yeah. that kind of thing didn't cross my mind at that age but I'm sure it was the same <laughs> right right <laughs> and I don't know if it always would for me either but it, it was yeah. just so glaringly pale <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah that, that makes total sense but yeah so that was that was kind of my, my background with him and I mean like with anything because he has lulls and when he releases music I didn't always stay on board you know, but that's no, and that, that's like it that. too. And then it, some of his stuff, uh, it depends on what he's parodied more recently. That if mm-hmm. you're, if you were into that original song, you were going to have a bigger interest in him at that moment. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I I do have to say that um, I kind of it, it, <laughs> I think this is going to be leading into the point you were going to be making about the whole transition thing um i think part of the reason a lot of people were renewed interest in him especially in that time like that 99 transition time when i saw him was um because of his his makeover quote unquote between losing the ditching the glasses and growing the hair and you know he almost became a bit of a hipster (laughs) kind of yeah he did yeah and i mean he would never say that because i'm sure you know he he knows that nerds pay his bills right but (laughs) if you compare them to those I mean the glasses he was wearing in the 80s were not in style in the 80s either true (laughs) yeah the aviators yeah Yeah, exactly so I kind of think he became sort of hipsterish Mm -hmm. and if you listen to that interview I talked about before at CanCon even though I think he's a pop culture um nut or aficionado you know he knows Mm -hmm. inside and out of pop culture and I guess he needs to to parody it yeah his taste his own personal taste in music is quite different than some of the mainstream stuff that he Mm -hmm. parodies like he's he was I mean he did parody Devo which is more 
was less than mainstream, but he was into yeah. Oingo Boingo and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that more, more so, right? So, and I think um, he sort of, I'm not saying he embraced that with his parodies later on, but I think he had more freedom to be himself, you know? Right, and try different styles and different genres. And I think a really good example of that was just last year when he put out that song with Portugal the Man. Did you know about that? that he did uh, like a single with them for I charity. Heard, I heard of it, but I don't think I've heard that. I'm gonna listen to that right after. Yeah, it's now. it's quite a 180 for him. It's not yeah. in, really a parody at all. He's actually like singing, singing on it as right. you know people would say. And it, it's weird. <laughs> One of the first times I heard him do something like that is um, the tribute to George Harrison. He oh, covered yeah. yep. his songs and did it straight lace and with, mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah. yeah. But, it, and I think not to put a plug in for the Rock Hall of Fame or anything, but this is one of the reasons <laughs> why I really want him in the Rock Hall of Fame. I think, you know, for all the jokes and stuff, uh, first of all, comedy should be more respected than it is, yeah. period. But I also think him and his band are great musicians too mm-hmm. it, they, yeah. they can do every saw and if uh, he's had that same band forever i think mm-hmm. i read a book about him recently and um there's only a few bands like dz top and new too that have had the same band as long as or longer than weird l but he's kept them and they do incredible style mm-hmm. when they did the uh the trapped in the drive-through song have you heard that? oh yeah 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 and then they had that little break with the led zeppelin song in it yeah when that's they, nuts mm-hmm. they play that that's not a recording of led zeppelin and it's it blows my mind that they did that you have to be so on point and so ready to for anything you have to be such such a keen musician to be able to pull something like that off yeah and even and, just and the copy music that you hear on the radio and and you know yeah. play it as it is it's amazing i mean in terms of longevity alone there's a huge case for him to get into the hall of fame like we said he's he's kind of outlasted a lot of his contemporaries well we just yeah. mentioned mm-hmm. r kelly for instance <laughs> did we have to <laughs> <laughs> that's okay this he's not going to be the first problematic figure that comes up in this conversation that's for sure no god no well even <laughs> apparently he's retired doing uh beat it or sorry eat it and fat in concert because of oh really oh because yeah, of... he did those when i yeah. saw him in 2015 or 2016 mm-hmm. around there um he was still doing them then and i mean the allegations about michael jackson were were pretty well known at that point but yeah. i don't know what changed recently for him to it could also just be the whole there's been such a push for like you know um body shaming you know against the body shaming thing and maybe that might have something to do with it too i yeah you know. i have some notes on that in this movie too in yeah <laughs> yeah um but but that's for fat but uh, mm-hmm. well i guess eat it was also eat it might be too like to be like you know eating yeah. food addiction or whatever Good might point. be insensitive i don't know but um I, you know it's funny that you mentioned that i don't remember him i know he played eat it i don't remember him playing fat at the shows that i saw but i, I, I could be wrong yeah, he um, came out in the whole fat suit. Okay. I, I remember like a surgeon very clearly because he put his leg over his head while he was yeah. like, he, he made it, it was like an Indian Middle Eastern thing he did. Um, yeah, and then he like was doing like gymnastics or something. <laughs> Such a talent though. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, it's just amazing. Um, do you have, um, usually we'll, I like to do like a top three 
mm-hmm. favorites do you have like a top three favorite weird al songs or songs um yeah or parodies or what have you yeah, they can yeah. be originals too i will say well hmm i didn't think about the originals there that's a good question too um <laughs> yeah well i will say party in the cia it's probably mm. one of my favorites and that nobody ever that one. that one much love but <laughs> yeah I, I it was more um sort of a political thing for weird al which i thought was i mean it was funny yeah. yes but i mean it was still taking digs at Mm-hmm. <laughs> your government you know mm-hmm. uh, so i really like that one um smells like nirvana was brilliant yeah that's a good one and uh maybe trapped in the drive through is up there and which is yeah. funny for that one is because i didn't even realize at the time that that was a parody oh no kidding the, really trapped yeah in the it, i just liked it on its own and heard the original after the fact um but maybe those, I mean, you could ask me this question another day and I'd have three different answers. Yeah. 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 How about you? Uh, I think I, I would probably have to say my number one favorite, talk about a song that doesn't get a lot of credit. Um, I was obsessed with his parody of the Bare Naked Ladies one week, how he made it the Jerry Springer show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, that was very risque for him too, that, that song when you put it out, because, you know, talking about all the just all the insanity that goes on in Jerry Springer right. um, to the tune of one week, which is <laughs> very famous, very naked ladies on Canadian. Um, yes. He yeah. also parodied Crush Just Dummies too. Oh yeah. Yep. Canadian. Yeah. That's anyway, right. So that's one for you. Yep. Um, I also enjoyed, um, I, I don't really like the song American Pie. It's just played to death. It's, I don't think it's like it, but I do like his um, Star Wars yeah. parody of yeah. it. That's, and th- that one is less funny as it's not as much funny as it is just it's brilliant you know like just to take that entire song and put the entire story of star wars or at least episode one into that yeah which apparently he wrote the song before the movie even came out just based on internet spoilers and it Mm -hmm. turned out accurate yeah (laughs) it's true i remember Um, that video getting played constantly on like vh1 back back today he ended the concert with that song when we were there yes yes he did for the for the second one i i um i went to because that that one hadn't come out yet for the first one right and Mm -hmm. they all came out in their stormtrooper outfits and stuff yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) it's so good and don mclean apparently um has slipped into singing that song really parody in concert (laughs) because his kids love that song so much apparently oh i love that I know yeah. I have a newfound respect for Don McLean. <laughs> Not that I didn't but yeah, before, but yeah. Yeah, but that is a fantastic one too. It is. And I have my, originals. You mentioned originals. Any favorites? Oh, there? wow. I do like Dare to be Stupid a lot. That one's very catchy. Right. Um, hmm. That, that's a, that one's a parody in the style of. That's in the style. A lot of his originals kind of are, I think. I also, oh, another thing that, that I didn't mention that I, I always love are his medleys that he does, his polka medleys. Oh, his polka medleys are so good. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're and, so and fantastic. I love in those that he doesn't change the lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then you get ones that are him swearing and he doesn't swear yeah. in a lot of it. And I mean, not many, but he's got the angry white guy polka, which is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. As for originals, I, I really love his two Christmas songs too. Christmas oh yeah and the night santa went crazy those mm-hmm. are so 
so freaking funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, um, I, I, that was the other one I was seeing. The biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. For some, I don't know yeah, why that yeah, yeah. sticks in my head, but that one. That was an early one. Right? Yeah, that was like, that was in the 80s, I think, right? Yeah, I think 80s, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. that would probably be my list. I could easily, easily pick more, but those were the, kind of the ones that the standouts that jumped, in, yeah. jumped into I, my head I right away. I really liked uh, the one, the parody of the Lord song, um, where it oh, changed yeah. that, with foil, right? Yes, it, yes. It starts off like just a generic sort of Weird Al food song, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was good, but this is weird L by the numbers sort of thing. But then it yeah. takes this weird paranoia <laughs> um, conspiracy theory route, which I did not see coming. And I, that one I find brilliant. Too. Yeah. And he probably knew that too. He's like, I'm just going to make it kind of standard, generic, and then mm-hmm. I'll pull the rug out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. the video for that is good too. Pat Oswald is in the video. I haven't seen the video actually. I'm going to yeah. watch that when we're done. It, yeah, Amish Paradise is up there for me too. I mean, as much as Coolio hates it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, I keep hearing that they made their piece on it, but then I hear mm. that, that they actually didn't, so I don't even know anymore. I watched the video today for the UHF theme song. And have you seen the video for it? It's been a very long, like years ago, I saw it. I, I don't recall <laughs> having seen the video before. And uh, well, he's not doing a parody of these artists he does or, um, of their songs I should say he parodies a lot of rock videos of the time so he does uh, Axl Rose and he's doing the, mm. like the little shimmy that Axl does and he does um, George Michael in his uh, by the jukebox with the oh yeah, and, you know, yeah. Doing that one. and I mean the song sounds nothing like those songs but mm-hmm. he does um, a parody of Prince in there and uh, I didn't know that he had ever done that because Prince is the only one that has ever refused him from doing a parody. And right. he won't, well, he doesn't need to get anybody's permission because the copyright laws, it's a parody, you're allowed to do it just out of respect. He doesn't do these. Right. But Prince has refused him on so many occasions of doing a parody, <laughs> yet he did dress up like him. So that mm-hmm. surprised me. That was the bathtub, right? When he was crawling out, cl- yes. like crawling out of the bathtub, like yeah. uh, when doves cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You do. You have seen the yep. video. Right? Yeah. yeah so well, again, was that surprised. was the behind the music thing is where I, I remember seeing that. Ah, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he apparently is a big fan of Elton John, and that was his first musical idol. And I only discovered this recently when I read um, Weird Al Seriously, I think it's the name of the book. Um, but I don't recall him ever doing an Elton John parody or yeah. a polka medley of Elton John songs or anything which right. surprised me I don't know why that is I don't know if Elton John has said no or mm. if maybe he's got him on such a pedestal that he's like no I just won't that could be I'm trying to think too of like the timeline of when Weird Al started well Elton John still had some 80s hits left in he him did. and yeah. he's even gone back in more recent years and done like well he had a style parody of um CCR and the Doors and a few others. Like That's that. true. Yeah, and that you, you know even like the Lion King was in the nineties. Yeah, been, I mean know. he wasn't going to parody Candle in the Wind, obviously. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. So, but you know, like I said, I surprisingly had never seen this before. I knew about it, um, 
I, I knew a little background about it, but I had never right. seen his movie. I don't even know if I said the title yet. UHF is yeah. the movie that we're talking about. Yeah. It, so first question I wanted to ask once we got into talking about the, mm -hmm. the film, do you consider it a movie, a music movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. Oh yeah? Absolutely. Um, I think I, because there are like, there are musical sequences in like, you know, like the uh, Dire Straits parody. That's the only one really. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, I don't know, by virtue of Weird Al being in it and, you know, yeah. there's a soundtrack album, I think it counts. When you and I first talked about doing this and you hadn't seen it, that's when I decided, and you said, okay. And then I went mm -hmm. back and rewatched. I know Josh has a pretty open mind of what constitutes a music movie, but I didn't realize how little music was in the film. And uh, it's funny it, that you mentioned that because I even after watching it, it didn't really register with me that there wasn't that much music in the film. Oh, no? Yeah. <laughs> it's only now in having this conversation where I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you're right. You yeah. know what? Let's end it. We're done. We're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, they do the entire video for the spoof of um, Money for Nothing, the mm -hmm. Beverly Hill Billies. Yeah. <laughs> in a dream sequence. That's one of his first ones where he's taken another show or movie idea mm -hmm. and worked it into a parody it's got to be up there with his first because i know ones that came after there was the um bedrock anthem to the tune of the mm -hmm. um red hot chili peppers song and he yeah. did jurassic park as the macarthur oh, park. yeah i forgot about that one yeah well that, and that's an example of yeah. one he went back into a 70s song right mm -hmm. cake song <laughs> <laughs> I had to sing that song in high school chorus, let me tell you. No way, really? Yes. I think I still have the sheet music, I know. Wow. Why does that song even exist? I, I don't know. <laughs> have, you, have you read like all the words, like not even just the chorus? Like the verses are just as, just as demented. Just outlandishly weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so weird in a fun way. They're just No, just weird, like just bizarre, off the wall. When yeah. you're done, read the whole... Like I will. All the lyrics are so insane. Yeah. And I mean, had covers and stuff. Like people clearly oh, yeah. like the song, but I, mean, I don't get it. Donna Summer took it to the dance floor and it was a smash hit. So right? I mean, somebody apparently likes it. Yeah, I don't understand. Anyway. Yeah. You got to add a, um, a Richard so. Harris album to your albums of the day list. Yeah, I will. Yes. <laughs> I have both of them. He had two albums and I have both of them. Really? I do. Yeah. Anyway, what other, what other hits did he have? Yeah, sorry. Um, no, that's okay. Um, I don't think he had any other hits. Well, how do you top a cake in the rain? Really? Right, right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but like Jimmy Webb wrote and produced both of those albums, like the whole song, like, right. like all the songs of both those albums. So I mean, there's there's pedigree there with Jimmy Webb, but yeah, I I, I don't. <laughs> Outsider yeah. music, as they call it. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, back to UHF. Yeah. And yeah, that's the only one in there is the parody of Money for Nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, I did notice during that whole video, which stylistically, they do a good job of parodying that mm -hmm. video. But he does the bendy guitar thing, which uh, he, will, he does later when he parodies Smells Like Nirvana. So I didn't yeah. realize he had done that before where it looks mm -hmm. like the neck is Robert Wright, but. <laughs> kind of became a trademark thing for him. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the first time he's copied himself either, but. 
True, true. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I absolutely think it counts because I mean, it, it's Weird Al's and it, it does have a soundtrack. So I would yeah. say I, I approve. <laughs> the, the soundtrack is, in, have you heard, listened to the soundtrack? No, not not the album in full, no. Yeah, because I mean, there, because there's so little music in the movie and then to put out a CD and call it a soundtrack, there's a lot of songs on this album that were nowhere near this movie. Like he yeah. does a parody, parody aisle thing, parody of oh. wild thing and stuff, but it's that's not in the film. Interesting, yeah. So I'll let you go first. Um, when was the first time you saw this movie and, and what are your what's your opinion on it? The first time I saw it was probably around the 80s and I've mm-hmm. seen it once or twice since, but it was a while since I had seen it in preparation for this show. And going back to it now, again, I wasn't sure that it held up as well as nostalgia had led me to believe. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's still sequences that I love and mm-hmm. some the jokes and the gags and they're certainly funny, but it doesn't feel tight of a movie to me and in the comic-con interview i watched today he i had this thought in my head as i re-watched it anyway but he basically confirmed the exact same thing we had a whole bunch of sketches and we just did a cookie cutter plot and to wrap the sketches around mm-hmm. and that's what it sort of felt like it, i mean it just a sequence of sctv or saturday Night live type sketches that they loosely threw in this whole thing with his um rundown tv channel or tv station that they were trying to get off the ground but not having a whole lot of success mm-hmm. so you know it feels a little disjointed and the in to me i thought the pacing was a little bit weird it was just how do you get from one gig to the next and you didn't mm-hmm. care <laughs> about this <laughs> all the time or i didn't anyway um i mean that's they're not the first and they weren't the last to do that thing. And some of the parodies, I thought other parody movies did parodies better. You know, like yeah, that's fair. and all these, when they did parodies, you knew what they were parodying, but you cared more about the story and the characters than I did in this one, rewatching it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I can look back at it now as an adult and see some of the things I must have loved as a kid. There's a lot of slapstick yeah. in there. Oh, sure. yeah. And it's, it's like a Looney Tunes episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there was, there's some surprisingly dark things in <laughs> yes. there. And uh, I always have it. I have a dark sense of humor. So, and I think it maybe stemmed from around this time as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. Yeah, so I, I, I noted a couple of moments. That I was like, kind of like, whoa. Yeah. yeah we- Phillips part, right? Which one? The emo Phillips part with the blood oh yeah that that was one of them yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) or yeah yeah we'll get to the others yeah (laughs) so you know I still like a lot of that stuff um I didn't think the acting was great in this at all (laughs) and I was forgiving a weird L um Mm. because I mean he hadn't acted before so that's fine he did what I expected weird L to do um and sometimes it was a little bit of um, old gorsh, aren't I funny sort of thing, you know. <laughs> um, but it, he was, he did his part well. Mm. But, and I would say the only other decent people in there acting wise were Fred and Drescher, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, 
who yeah. you talked about as having a bit part in Spinal Tap recently. Mm-hmm. And she's not, she has her accent, but she's not doing uh, over the top with her- um, The nanny voice, thing, yeah. Nanny voice, yeah. yeah. And uh, his sidekick and straight guy, the David Bow, I guess, or Bow was his name. I, I, when I saw that on the credits, I was like, David Bowie's in this? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so glad you said that Josh because I was writing down notes as I was watching this movie and I thought David Bowie right. like, how, how did he get him in here yeah right? how in the hell did he get David Bowie right. to do a cameo in this movie and yeah it turned out it was yeah. his sidekick but his sidekick I mean is not over the top funny or anything but he he was a decent actor but then there were some terrible actors in this movie yeah. Um, oh, I got to look up his name. I got um, his uncle, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, he's he was a terrible villain. Yeah. Right. He was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but I don't remember him being that awful. <laughs> Maybe he just stayed in the pod. They never let him go. <laughs> and, you know, and uh, Victoria Jackson was terrible. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And what are your thoughts on Michael Richards? um a, a couple times he crossed the line into overkill a mm-hmm. little bit a little bit here and there yeah. but it, I know at the same time it worked for the part i thought i, I know he's a lot of because it's got cult movie status now right? yeah and i know a lot of people to him to them he's the funniest thing in this movie so i don't want to shit all over that too, right. too much but i found him over the top some of the yeah. scenes involving him him mm-hmm. were funny but i just yeah. think somebody else could have done it better yeah the um take a drink from the fire hose that the kid wins the contest and they mm-hmm. spray i mean that's a funny bit right yeah but i just sort of find him a little bit and that's the scene i was most familiar with because that was the one that i remember seeing on showing clips of on tv all the time was the fire hose scene yeah yeah and, yeah. I, and I, it's still a funny bit don't get me mm-hmm. wrong but i just find him a little too he over overdoes it you know yeah i would agree with that when he, there are moments when he's really on and there yeah. there there are, are like individual scenes where i think that he's where he's really on point but there right. are other moments too where he kind of just um doesn't know when to t- when to turn it down <laughs> right and then he just keeps turning it up instead you know <laughs> uh-huh yeah or almost so like what- it almost seems like he's trying to make up for weird al and david bow you know, for their lack of acting. So he's like, I'm going to just, I'm going to double up on that so that I can make up for their woodenness. Yeah. And, and I question how scripted some of it was because mm. some of the, the, his scenes in particular seem to be him ad-libbing or yeah. improving these things, right? Yeah. So I think it maybe came from that. And I don't know if, if he's as much to blame as the editors of the movie could have. That's, or, that's fair. Chopped a lot of that out, but. I was one thing I was really surprised by. Um, speaking of Michael Richards, was that this movie came out in? I thought this movie came out earlier than '89 for some reason. I thought it was like I did too. I was surprised at that. Yeah. yeah, because he look. If you look at him in this movie compared to how he looked, just like what two, three years later as Kramer, it looked like he yeah. aged like a decade in mm-hmm. just those three years. <laughs> and that's why I was really surprised. Like, oh, this wasn't that long before Seinfeld. No, that's right. Yeah, and that really shocked me. Well, Victoria Jackson surprised me too because I've seen her since. Now, this is around the time she was in Saturday Night Live, right? 
Yeah. And I guess I've only seen her more recently because she's some like hyper weird Republican, not know. <laughs> and, but she's aged and I don't think I remembered her looking that young. So it yeah. was kind of surprising to go back. And she does look really young in this, like early twenties. Yeah. I don't know if that's how she actually was, but that's how she looks that young. Yeah. 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 And, terrible actress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> terrible actress, terrible politics. Anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Fran Drescher makes anything she's in better. Um, I wish this had more of her in it. Because every, yeah, every, every scene she was they, in is a better scene. They underutilized her for sure. Yeah, I would agree definitely. Um, and and a, a point that you made that I find really interesting um, was that you said that, that a lot of it was kind of like vignettes that they kind of just like put a plot kind of tied together with a plot. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting you said that because as I was watching it, it popped into my head that there was actually more of a plot than I was expecting in this movie. I thought it was oh, going to really? be more. Yeah, I thought it was just going to be more like skits and vignettes. And I mean, which it, it was, but I didn't think that it would be, there would be as much of a sensible plot to it. I thought it was going to be all non sequiturs and, you know, like, and I thought it'd be more abstract maybe than it was, um, even though it kind of was in, in, <laughs> in a number of ways, but. In a weird way, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, it actually had a plot that you could follow for the most part. Yeah, I'd like to watch it back to back with Wayne's World because I kind of think (laughs) there's a similar failing TV thing going on there. (laughs) But I'm sure, like I say, it's probably been done a hundred times. But I mean, the plot does lend itself to an easy way to get sketches out there because yeah. you, you just come up with the most random ideas and that right. how do you get them on let's pretend that's a tv show right yeah like the whole wheel of fish right <laughs> and some of the some of the titles that are on that the, the schedule that he's putting <laughs> together like name that stain and <laughs> <laughs> i i will tell you okay i know this you've been waiting for this moment um that for, for my, as far as my opinion of the movie, um, had I seen this, so th- this movie is a kind of movie, had I seen it two or three years ago, I probably would have very much disliked it. But, right. um, but thanks to the, to the crazy world that we're living in, my taste in movies I've noticed have like very noticeably shifted. And I, and um, <laughs> I don't know if it's for the better. If you're... Right, probably not. But I'm gravitating more towards this kind of thing. And I appreciated it so much more now than I know I would have had I okay. seen it in 2018. Um, That's good. I, was, I yeah. was nervous, I will say. And not that we can't <laughs> like different things, don't get me wrong. But yeah, it yeah, was yeah. one that I felt I recommended. And then when I rewatched it, I was thinking, uh, maybe <laughs> not as great. <laughs> no, no I, no, I actually really enjoyed it. I mean, there were things, obviously, I, I agree with basically everything you said. But Weird Al, and it's it's silly, but um, you know, I, it, it was what I needed right now. It felt kind of like medicinal oh, in some ways. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's certainly lots of funny parts. In, yeah, it, there's no arguing. The gags that worked really worked. There were some it, there were some real killer gags in there. In some of them, like I just watched now, because they were standout gags to me at the time, mm-hmm. and I think maybe one of the last times I watched it was introducing it to my kids when they were much younger and um, the commercial for spatula city that that became a family favorite 
for to the extent that we were giving each other spatulas for Christmas. <laughs> That's awesome. You know? And I, I still love that so much because it's such yeah. a non a non thing. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. And and he seems to have like similarly to that, he seems to have this ongoing spatula fetish. In a lot of his kids, his, his um, concerts and stuff like that, he mentions, it seems like an ongoing thing. So when I went to see them in concert, I thought what a lost opportunity at the merch table that they didn't have Weird Al spatulas because yeah. I would have shucked out the money for it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a $50 friend. spatula with Weird Al's face on it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about some of the more problematic maybe parts? Because we talked, you sure. mentioned the fat shaming or body yeah. image before. Yeah, there what, was some of that in this movie. A little bit, yeah. It's when when we had mentioned problematic things, I, I kind of had like my mind immediately went to Michael Richards because I know he had that whole thing, yeah, that like racist meltdown that apparently right. now all these people were finding out had racist meltdowns. <laughs> right, I know that his racist meltdown that was recorded was much later than this yeah. Stuff. Right, uh, um, which makes it even worse because you would but, think later in history we would know better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, but, uh, well, there's racism issues I have with the movie too. Mm. <laughs> with yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, I didn't notice much of the body shaming thing in this one, except for um, there's a scene when a guy who's actually in, I think the fat video, or maybe it's Edith video, when it, no, it must be the fat video. I think it's one of his, when they're doing the uh, dance sequence. Mm. He's behind the camera eating a donut. And the, the <laughs> whole joke is that he's large and he's eating a donut right now. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and there was, um, I feel sometimes the Japanese guy's accent mm. was played for laughs. Yeah. And, you know, and I was a little uncomfortable. The, that, would, that kind of goes into the one, thing that I had written down when you're talking about dark humor the one that really kind of got under my skin was let's let's chuck poodles out the window <laughs> 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 like whoa <laughs> and and also too like there's the whole race thing there too because I mean, the, the the guy was clearly Hispanic and yeah yeah Raul Raul yeah and yeah and surely played for laughs like you said and yeah. yeah I did I will admit I laughed hard at the puppies going yeah <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me a little bit of, of the jerk with Steve Martin when they're doing the kitty juggling. They reminded me a little bit of that for some reason. Another classic movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to portray it as this is the most offensive movie of all time or anything. It's still a good yeah. movie, and I mean, some of it is the time it was in. And oh, for sure. And I mean, I know people use that as an, as an excuse a lot, but yeah. Um, you know, but in a I, way too, it's really not fair to hold. It, it's usually not fair to hold um, movies from yesteryear to the same standards of today because you, yeah. you, you simply can't do it. You know, yeah, and right. comedy doesn't age well. Notoriously, you know, most yeah. comedy doesn't stand the test of time all that well. <laughs> the uh, the book that I referenced earlier, the one called Weird Al Seriously, the author of this book uh, really tried to paint uh weird al as a really progressive comedian hmm. and she was trying to i think read a lot more into his songs and videos of 
that he intended. And it was really funny to read the interviews with him where he would counter that. And he was saying, no, you're overthinking it. I And I do think he's left wing. I mean, with the yeah. things like the party in the CIA um, mm -hmm. song and everything, but I don't think he's going out trying to make messages or, man, I think no. sometimes he maybe made some mistakes. <laughs> In oh sure <laughs> um and, and i don't think it was always ill-intended but i, I yeah. do think he made mistakes and i don't think he was as left or, or mm -hmm. progressive as, as she as she might be yeah hinting at. wanted him to be i think but <laughs> doesn't quite hold up as no. an argument yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, kind of you know also with that whole thing one of the things that i actually really liked about the movie is i found it very endearing in its wholesomeness <laughs> you know because there wasn't a lot of you know swearing or anything like that nudity it, it didn't yeah. didn't rely on that there was it, it is relatively family friendly outside of you know the bleeding hand and tiny puppies <laughs> <laughs> and he's always been that way i remember yeah. in the days of uh napster when uh, people were throwing all these songs that were mislabeled and any parody that came out of a song was often attributed to Weird Al. And a lot of them were really raunchy parodies. And he would be quite upset about it and mm -hmm. tell people that, like, you know, sometimes I will delve into the darker things and sometimes I will do right. this. But I, I still think that I'm a pretty family friendly mm -hmm entertainer you know right. and he is i mean i took yeah. my kids to it you went to see him as a, well no you weren't a kid when you went i was him. like 11 oh were you? okay so, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so um you know it is i have no problem showing this movie to my kids and have yeah. you know it right. is pretty wholesome in that regard for mm -hmm. sure. yeah. <laughs> except for emo phillips <laughs> <laughs> and they're close friends they went on tour together recently too oh really okay yeah yeah. yeah, but their brands of humor are really not right. the same to me at all. No. And I enjoy both. I really yeah. like both. Yeah. <laughs> and also there's a bit of gross out humor in this as well. Um, yes. But not, again, not like, a, you know, in a sexual kind of way, but more just like him cutting a Twinkie and putting a hot dog in it and calling it lunch. <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Or right. like booger jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stuff that you know kids would love that stuff right. and I, juvenile it, jokes <laughs> yeah right yeah but in the pair what did you think of the uh parodies themselves of movies or tv shows they were fun i i actually really loved that opening one with indiana jones with the boulder that just keeps following everywhere everywhere <laughs> like even if he's cutting corners it still right. cuts the same corners and it just and it smushes him at the end <laughs> I think he picks up an Oscar towards the end. Of yes, yes. Actually, Tori, I think that's what that's what starts it. Oh, um, yes. It he goes, that. he reaches for the Oscar, and then that. Yeah. Now, there's there's some symbolism there. Like he knows what he's making is probably <laughs> <laughs> never going to win. Never going to win. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be in the raw call, but I'm not going to advocate for him ever right. having. <laughs> um. Yeah, they were really fun. Then the Rambo thing at the end too. Yeah, with the noticeably fun. cut chest. <laughs> and I got it, the uh, Conan, the librarian. Oh, that was my favorite. Yes. Well, it, some year I have, now being a librarian, there's, I have to do that at some point. I mean, I know it's probably been done by a million librarians <laughs> for Halloween. But it was brilliant, but, though. 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the overdue yeah. books, and he cuts it. Yeah. Don't you know? Yeah. 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 Those are the those are the skits that were or the the moments that worked really well for me. Um, just a lot of like little stuff like that. Did this movie? I don't think it won any Razzie awards that I saw. It, it didn't. And interesting, I read that uh, when Orion screened it initially, it was through the roof with the audience ratings and they thought they mm. had a real hit on their hands but it came out then against like honey i shrunk the kids mm. and i think the first batman movie and stuff like this so the movie tanked and yeah. the, the critical <clears throat> reviews were up mixed at best right yeah so they did not have the hit and he was he didn't become their next comedy movie star as you know mm. right right uh, have you seen him act in anything since Mm-mm. no not that i can not that i can think of he's been in uh the musical tv series the fantasy one um gallivant oh okay yeah no i haven't seen that he's not had big roles in it but his acting has come a long way okay and, uh, gallivant is such a good show hmm. yeah it, i would highly recommend that one. It, it did you say it was a comedy show or yeah it's uh, i'm not it's familiar a with that musical um okay i think it maybe lasted for two seasons maybe not even that but it was it's so good i was waiting for you to be to, to say something like have you seen his emmy winning emmy winning turn on the wire or something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i would love that though <laughs> oh yeah yeah it yeah. is really good I, I i also saw too that it made me a little bit more forgiving of the movie that um it was directed by his agent <laughs> i saw that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which says a lot about the quality. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess the biggest star in it at that time must have been his uncle, right? The Stanley guy, what's his name? Oh, uh, McCarthy, Ken McCarthy. Yeah. yeah. He must have been the biggest star and even him is, wasn't right. a yeah. giant name or anything. But Yeah. Although he had possibly my biggest laugh of the movie. <laughs> Although really? it wasn't him. Yeah, but it was... Um, in the office scene where they where the guy comes in with the rat tail hat um with the hat it's like a cowboy hat with the rat tail his uncle chastises that guy for something and he right. walks out and he goes um and take that thing off <laughs> and he turns around and then he rips his mustache off and leaves a rat tail on <laughs> <laughs> okay fair. i described it very poorly but yeah you know no, no. What I'm it, about. it took you right up until the punchline for me to remember the scene you were talking yeah. about <laughs> for some reason that was i busted at that one that was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of uh moments in the movie where i thought they threw every joke they could at the wall yeah and not everything stuck but the ones that mm-hmm. did made the movie worth watching absolutely yeah i, I totally agree yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in like you said fran dresser was underutilized i would have loved to have seen her because her with her, her disparity to try and you know <laughs> get somewhere in the in the business and it was just not happening sort of a sidetrack with her hmm. like she i mean there's a lot of years between spinal this is spinal tap and this one at least when did spinal tap come out 84? i think that was 84 yeah so like six yeah. years so yeah. five years was she just slumming it in little bit parts and it's a great and, question hmm. and then the nanny came along i'm not sure yeah i i would uh, i'm gonna look this up i she must have been because I mean the nanny was in the '90s, right? Like mid '90s. Yeah, I think so. I don't think the nanny existed at 
this point. No, no, because yeah. now, now you got, got me curious because every, I mean, everything I've seen her in, in the 80s, she just killed it. So I'm wondering if maybe we want to give this, um, this little bit player her own show because she's <laughs> amazing in every movie she does. Yeah, yeah, you know, even her credits, like 1984, she had a movie and then nothing until 1988. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay, a couple guest appearances on Who's the Boss, Night Court. Right, but um, I mean... To clearly in comedy circles, right? Waiting for a really big break, and mm-hmm. I mean not that. And I say slummy, and Spinal Tap was certainly not slummy it because that movie right. was, you know, right. It's standard. But even that, like, she had such a small role in that <laughs> movie, you know. Yeah. That it really, she would need something a little bit more, you know, with more screen time to make a big impre- big enough impression to get her own sitcom. I would think. Right. And all it but. took was. Raising your voice up a few octaves. Right. Adding a little bit of (laughs) nasal to it. (laughs) But yeah, no, she's, she's fabulous. And um, one of the, one of the highlights of of every movie that I've seen her in, but um, yeah, Weird Al's acting is, um, was far from the worst I thought of anybody in this movie. I mean, he's like you said, he's, he's not great, but for, I mean, for what this movie is, I can't really complain too much. It almost gives him a little more innocence, right? Yeah. Of yeah. Somebody just a bit naive, doesn't know what they're doing running a TV station or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I guess his acting sort of complements that well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I never really talked about the plot about how he basically, he um, his uncle is given the deed to this television station, this UHF station, and he has no use for it. So George, Weird Al's character, ends up becoming the manager of it. And predictably, hijinks ensue. Michael Richards' character is the first real hit of the show, right? When yeah. Weird Al is at a bar and he's noticing everybody laughing at That was another big laugh for me. They go to this, this dive bar, this, this piece of crap dive bar. Right. And they walk in, his cousin's like, I'll have a beer. And then George Weird Al goes, I'll take a blueberry daiquiri. It's like, who does that? <laughs> <laughs> And then they and don't it, even drink it. They just walk. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny off the cuff. There's, it has no relevance to anything else in the movie. Yeah. Those are my favorite jokes in the whole. Yeah. Story. Yeah. That, like the non sequiturs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, I, he was trying to make that show work. Like the kids show that he had, George was the original host of that. And um, the kids <laughs> hated it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're hovering over the kids who are just bored and like picking at their shoes laces or whatever and um one of the kids even makes it kind of like i is this done or i'm bored and he goes shut up kid you know just like no no chemistry at all no no um <laughs> no i have to ask kids. as well this whole mm-hmm. stanley show yeah i've seen this sort of thing spoofed or parodied in so many American movies where there's a kid show filmed in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Scrooge, did you see Scrooge with Bill Murray? The a long movie? time ago. I don't remember that much about it, but yeah. So there's a whole show that he starts with um, a dog in front of the kids in a studio audience. But I don't ever recall seeing a TV show like that. Now, mm-hmm. Because I grew up in Canada, so we had, uh, you know, you, well, you, you watching Canadian TV as well with um, Mr. Dress Up and the Elephant Show. <laughs> but there were no 
kids in their audience. Was this yeah. an American thing? Um, I guess kind of, I'm, I'm thinking it was more like, cause Nickelodeon had a lot of shows where they had kid participation. Um, right. like, like almost like kid game shows in a way. Okay. Um, and, and they did, they had a live audience with kids in it. It wasn't like, it wasn't like for real little kids, but I would say like maybe kids between eight and 12 or something. Right. Um, but that's kind of what I had thought it was because Nickelodeon was such a huge network at the time that this movie was made. Okay. And, um, yeah. And, and it was a lot of audience, you know, audience participation kind right. of stuff. So I think that's probably where that was coming from. Old time shows too, like Howdy Doody, which were American shows, I think also had. And those are ones I've heard of, but I've never seen. Yeah. So I did wonder were those in front of them? I think so. Yeah, okay. there's still a little bit before my time too, but from what I've, like the clips I've seen of it, I think they right. had- Right, so there was too. precedent for- Yes. Spooky. Okay. Yeah. What about Captain Kangaroo? Was he a kid's- Oh, kid yeah, oh my gosh. I don't remember. I, I remember watching it. I don't remember about the audience though. Um, I. It's a name wow. I've only ever heard of. Mm -hmm. never, I don't think I've even seen a clip. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him since I was like maybe eight years old. I don't really remember much, but- um. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there is precedent oh, well, for that. Seen Canadian TV. No, <laughs> you guys are too insulated for that. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'm not going at Nicole. Right. <laughs> also too, like if you watch kids shows from around the world too, a lot of them are like big parties with, you know, with the kids audiences and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's a pretty common thing. Okay. Yeah. Less now since COVID, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His um, Michael when Michael Richards took over, it was like you said, funny. But um, I had a hard time believing that the kids would be more into him than they would Weird Al. Because if I were a kid, I would be like, dude, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the funny guy over here. Yeah, right. Tone it down a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Weird Al did have a kid show. Did he? I know he had an animated series, right? Yeah, it came out mm -hmm. a little later because of all the ones we did, we, the three I mentioned earlier. The, mm -hmm. Evie Herman and Ernest and Weird Al. I think Weird Al was the latest. Okay. Out of all of those to get his own kid show. Mm -hmm. And it was okay. Uh, I yeah. mean, I think I had outgrown him doing kid stuff yeah. at that point anyway, you know? So I watched it because it was Weird Al, but, you know, I still like this parodies, but mm -hmm. I'm watching a kid show now and I probably shouldn't be, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're never too old. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I don't think that one was that successful. So maybe, maybe Michael Richards should have had a kid show after Seinfeld. And well, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say with only white kids in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> like a weird alley audience. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I, there was one, there was one black person in the movie, the camera operator. Yeah, the guy that they fat mm -hmm. shame. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yes, yeah, the donut, yeah. <laughs> the one black character gets fat shamed. Right. Who I'm swear that's the same guy that was in the bat video. I, I, you're probably right. I would just have to see it again. Yeah, I think if you watch them back that. side by side, it had to be. They were even dressed sort of similar. What, what, were you, what are your thoughts on the Gandhi two spoof? Uh, I know <laughs> some people would find that kind of offensive, but I did find that one. I didn't funny. see. I didn't really find it offensive. I, I thought it was funny. I did too. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really see it. I mean, it's the last person that would do it. I mean, it's right. maybe offensive, but intentionally so, making yeah. fun of the idea that somebody would do such a thing. 
Right. Because <laughs> that was another one where I was thinking people might have a problem with it, but yeah. Yeah. They um, sort of t- took that whole idea, and, I'm, and again, I'm sure these weren't the only two examples, but that mm-hmm. cartoon series that came out, Clone High. Where oh, okay. Yeah. They had a clone of Gandhi who was like a sex crazed teen. <laughs> he wasn't violent, but he was, you know, right. all about partying and Right. <laughs> having, having like a like a lost childhood yeah 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 mm. that was a great show i don't want to get too sidetracked with that but it, that yeah. was a fantastic cartoon i wish it had lasted longer but i watched some of the behind the scenes um clips and interviews because on the 25th anniversary they have it on there but uh mm-hmm. the wheel of fish they were giving at the end of it uh the kids that were in the audience these extras i guess they were giving them the plastic fish to take home as a souvenir from the movie. I thought that was so cool. That is cool. I wonder if any of them still have these plastic prop fish. From Mounted the- on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next to the spatula. <laughs> yeah. That would be, that'd be a cool souvenir. Where'd you get that fish? Weird Al. Right. <laughs> Remember Wheel of Fish? from the movie? Right. <laughs> I would totally play that game. Like if that was, if that was a show, I would audition for it. Right. <laughs> with the st- with stanley when they the one the one part that i thought was really funny that they did with him with his character was when he was abducted when he was kidnapped and for n- near the entire time he had no clue that he was even being he was, he was even kidnapped he's just talking and talking <laughs> driving them insane and that's when that that acting really worked because he was an annoying character and he's driving these people crazy too right you know so that worked did you see Death to Smoochie? No, I've heard about that movie though. Yeah, that, that movie to me gets unfairly um, maligned for not being a good movie. It's Dirk. Okay. Um, but uh, there's a character in there that I think the same thing happens to. He's sort mm-hmm. of, he's an ex-boxer. So his brain is okay. not <laughs> operating this well, spinner. Um, but uh, I think they do the same gag there where he's mm, kidnapped. Like oblivious to his kidnapping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that one's also based around a kids TV show too. Mm. So maybe there was a few things lifted from right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Wasn't it Robin Williams, right? Yes, and Ed Norton. Or Edward okay. Norton. Yeah, okay. Oh, the, and the mop, the whole mop gag with uh, Michael Richards was a little ridiculous i thought i was like his spinach and that's what could need him um i think it must be a resonating moment he's on the cover that's one of the well i mean your audience can't see it but on the cover they've got him holding the mop Mm -hmm. and so clearly that a lot of people must think that that's a highlight moment but i personally would have done him with the fire hose (laughs) i think that was moment in the movie than the mop i i agree i think they were trying to do like a spatula thing with the mop and it just didn't really work as well (laughs) you you had the spatulas yeah yeah stop trying to make mop happen (laughs) (laughs) i think it is one of those movies that because there are so many jokes and there's so many different kinds of jokes that Mm -hmm. anybody who watches it is going to have their own favorite thing like a favorite thing for me is the Specialists, as we said, but other yeah. people are going to be the pu- puppies being thrown at the window. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, well, yeah, no, I thought I actually I, I enjoyed it more than I was expecting to. I have to be oh, honest, good. and and Excellent. yeah, and um, 
and I was expecting it to be really silly and stupid and it, right. And I mean, it delivered on that front. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, no, it was it was funnier than I was expecting. It was um, campier than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, not as musical. Not as musical. That's true. But um, but like I said, I, I didn't even really notice. It. I I was so entertained that I didn't even really notice it. You know. Right. Yeah. In some ways, that one musical sequence almost like disrupts the flow of the movie in some ways because well, they play the whole damn thing right right, right. <laughs> it's a good parody, but it's yeah it's a bit of a speed bump yeah 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 and they don't even work it in it's not even a video show that they could have used that whole excuse that mm-hmm. they were just airing rock videos on the tv channel it's him falling asleep and dreaming this right they make right. it a dream sequence dream just, so they can yeah. shoehorn it in there right <laughs> as yeah. promotion i'm sure for his album that was coming out around the same time Pro- probably yeah well i mean the soundtrack came out that's true yeah but still it was a good promotion promotional um opportunity for them didn't mark knopfler play on the parody i believe he did now that you say that yeah which yeah. is not often they've gone and gotten the actual, actual artist musicians to play on his songs but that mm-hmm. might have been a mark knopfler thing like sure you can do it but i want to play on it yeah that, that's true i could see him doing that yeah yeah <laughs> too bad he, they couldn't get him in the movie yeah at least he was a good sport about it not like prince right like prince or coolio and <laughs> <laughs> And Maybe David Bowie. How about that cameo? I, I'm telling you, yeah, he really. <laughs> I literally got to the end of the movie and thought, "There's no way David Bowie was in this." I looked and looked and looked for a cameo, and <laughs> then I went back and I felt so stupid because the main guy next to Weird Al, his name is. Well, th- that's what I was wondering too, because he was like second or third build in the movie, and I was like, I surely would have heard by now if David Bowie was in this movie, especially as a top build character. <laughs> Any. Other thoughts? Any any final thoughts on UHF that we uh, no. didn't get into? Have you? Oh, I, that's what I was going to ask you. Have you listened to the album, to the soundtrack album? Yes, it's it's not one of his better ones, but I'm it was okay. And like I said, there's a lot of songs that are supposedly on the soundtrack that were just not in the movie. But mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's okay. There were I don't think there were any big hits beyond the Beverly Hillbillies yeah. parody there. Not one of his masterpieces. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, not that he oh. has masterpieces, but there was a polka medley. On, oh, there was a great polka medley on there. I don't know if that's the one where they did the Hot Rocks polka, the one where they mm-hmm. do on the uh, Rolling Stones one. That could be that soundtrack. She drives like crazy. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Gandhi too. Oh, the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota is from that. Oh soundtrack. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Where did I hear I, that then? That was, Apparently that's a style parody. I didn't realize that of Harry yeah. Chapin and our good friend Gordon Lightfoot. You know, I must have had this album because huh. now I'm recognizing all these stuff like Spam. I remember Spam. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm you know, like I said, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I would okay. <laughs> seven seven spatulas out of ten. And you know, I would probably go there with it as well. Mm-hmm. And, and and so that's good to know because yeah you hadn't seen it i don't know how you did not see this movie. i don't i don't either I, you know i think it yeah. was not really available it was kind of it was sort of a hard movie to find 
Right. Especially, I mean, now it's easy. You can just go to like iTunes and rent it for, you know, two bucks or whatever, but. Or, or your local library. Or your local library. My local library, I don't think would have had that movie. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe like the big, probably the big Buffalo library would have, but. Right. Um, suburban. Purchasing for our library. So there are a lot ah, of. Ah, there you go. Uh, thanks again for coming on here. Um, where, where can people find you out in the World Wide Web? Uh, they cannot unless they're on the dark web. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, I'm not on a whole lot of social media, but uh, I'm active on, I'm pretty active on Twitter. So if mm. people want to follow me on there, go right ahead. It's uh, at bookmindset dot, or just at bookmindset. And mine is spelled wrong. B-O-O-K-M-I-N-E-S-E-T. Now, was it spelled wrong intentionally? Yes. Okay. I thought started so. started yeah. from a book blog that I had. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. There's I do remember you talking about that on Patrick Dupree's podcast, yes. which I should probably just, since we brought it up about four times, I'm just going to say that, go listen to that podcast too. Patrick's great. <laughs> His interviews are great. Um, E-E-T-E-F podcast. <laughs> so if you'd like to hear more about the story of, of John's Twitter handle, by all means, check that out. <laughs> I, I was honored enough to be a, a double guest on that show. You were, <laughs> and you, you're like the the first and the pinnacle one that we referenced, what? I think, a million times in our interview. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. <laughs> it was fun. It, it's, it's We were the talking dead to your walking dead episode, basically. Oh, okay, perfect. There you, go. <laughs> <laughs> you you guys were the um you were the UHF to my um uh, labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> testing, testing. So you can find me on Twitter at uh, Rock Movies Pod. And my personal Twitter handle is at joshf618. You can also email me at movies at rockpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to leave a review and or rating, and it helps people to find the show. And um, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys are doing well, staying safe, and uh, having a great year. I will see you soon. Bye.